Hello, I am back with an Oregon Senate update. Republicans have still not returned. This is the best breakdown about it, and I'm going to show you some of it in a second. But first, here's the update of today, which is not so much. The Republicans still aren't back, and for good reason, the Democratic leaders are getting increasingly frustrated. Here's a little bit of what they said today in a press conference. Senate should have spent the time debating and voting on bills that impact all Oregonians. And I'm disappointed that we're in this position today. They are holding us hostage by this walkout. But a walkout is not a negotiation tactic. I refuse to facilitate or empower this or any future walkout. Given one of the bills in question is focused on abortion and gender affirming care. Let me be clear, House Bill 2002 is not up for negotiation. Democrats ran on ensuring abortion rights for all Oregonians and voters gave us the majority in both chambers. Senate Republicans were unavailable to talk with KGW on camera Tuesday, but sent an email instead saying they meet every day to determine whether the protest will continue or not. They believe Senate President Rob Wagner has led his party in, quote, abusing the process every step of the way, and that it would be a shame if he prevented them from doing the important work that still needs to be done this session. Our, we're just our doing caucus. our jobs. Yeah. It's, it's not our responsibility to stop their walkout. They're walking out. We're here. Last time I checked, the stairwell goes two ways. The governor Tuesday echoed the Democrats' concerns. I expect um, legislators to get back and do their job. Um, and I've relayed that to the Senate Republican. So that's where we are at, at the end of day seven. And that brings me to this, the story, which is hosted by Pat Doris. And he's like a male Katie Porter in anchor form. You'll get what I mean, don't worry. First, let's debunk the readability claim. Now, I know that you do like deep dives on things like this, so we are going to dive deep. Here's an explanation of the rule that Canope says he's concerned about. Republicans say the bill summary for that contentious abortion bill, for example, violates Senate rules, state laws, and the state constitution because it's not written simply enough for all Oregonians to understand. Here's the stipulation when it comes to the bill summary language. The state constitution section they refer to is Article 4, Section 21. It says, acts to be plainly worded, every act and joint resolution shall be plainly worded, avoiding as far as practical the use of technical terms. When it comes to the Senate rulebook, they're focused on Rule 13.02, which has five different parts, but the GOP is focused on the fifth part. It reads, all summaries must comply with ORS 171.134. And here's what that state law says. By the way, it was passed back in 1979. The title is Readability Test for Legislative Digest and Summaries. Any measure, digest, or measure summary prepared by the Legislative Assembly shall be written in a manner that results in a score of at least 60 on the flesh readability test or meets an equivalent standard of a comparable test. Now, I don't know about you, but I'd never heard of such a thing. But it's real. And the readability test measures how difficult it is to understand the language and the kind of writing. So the higher the score, the more understandable the text is. The lower the score, the harder it is to understand. So that 60 score that the state law mandates, that's about around the eighth grade reading level. So I hadn't heard of that bill summary issue. I figured let's pull up the software and give it a try. Right now we're looking at House Bill 2002. I'm going to copy the summary here, put it into the Flesh Kincaid calculator, let it calculate the ease of reading. Ooh, look at that. It's 15.4. That's not great. It's supposed to be 60 or above. It tells us you'd need to be a college graduate or above to be able to understand this. And then we'll go to the next one, Senate Bill 4. This was the big one on the semiconductors. Let's copy this, put it into the readability calculator, see how they like this one. Ooh, also not great, 24.1. Again, it's supposed to be a 60. This shows you'd need, again, to be a college graduate to understand it. Very difficult. Here's a bill that both sides really like. This is allowing self-service for gas. Let me capture this, we'll copy it over, put it in the calculator, see how this works. It's really short. Oh. That's one of the worst scores we've had so far, 4.1. It's supposed to be a 60, not a 4.1. That shows really hard to read, really hard to understand. 
And here's a bill that Senator Canope sponsored that uh, prohibited the state from paying out-of-state employees to come back to work in Oregon. Let's put that in, see how that fares. We'll calculate that. Oh, that's the worst reading score of all of the four that we picked, 3.8 here. And again, it's supposed to be a 60. Also being scored, very difficult to read. So that's kind of an eye-opener, I think. The Republicans today asked a judge to stop the legislature, stop it completely, because of the reading scores on those summaries and others, and he said, no, not going to do that. And here's how many days Republicans can keep doing this before they start not being able to run for re-election. Unfortunately, it is more days than we thought. When it comes to walkouts, things have changed in Oregon, by the way. Last year, voters approved by a two-to-one margin a change in the state constitution. It now bans a lawmaker with 10 or more unexcused absences during any legislative session from holding that office following the end of their current term. So you miss 10, can't come back until you sit out a term. So if I'm the Republican leader, I'm thinking about how many people do I have? So 12 Republicans, one independent. And I'm also thinking about how many days in a row can they miss it? Do they have to miss all those days in a row? Or can we have some people show up and still deny them a quorum? They need 20. We can give them some. We can give them three people every day and still not get to that 20. Okay, so let's draw this out and see how far we can drag it out. We use letters for people. Okay, so there's 13. So on this first day, we'll use G for people who have to go and S for everybody else who skips. Go, go, go. So these are the people who are going to skip. Everybody else gets to skip this day. Then, on the next day, these three have to go, and everybody else gets to skip. So skip, skip, skip the next day. These three go. About every fourth day, they have to show up. Go, go, go. Okay, let's see how far we are now. So, this guy goes, and the rest can skip. So we can go one more row. These three go here, go. If they started today, because yesterday a lot of people had excused absences because the, the Democrats didn't see this coming. Um, so if we just start with a blank slate today, they could go 11 more days and only have some of their members with eight unexcused absences, assuming they don't have any already, and about half of them would have nine. So they'd be in danger. You don't want 10. But they could drag this out another 11 days. 11 days. You like my board? Pretty fancy, huh? Do you get why he's my new favorite local anchor? I don't know about you, but I learned so much from that. Especially how many days they can truly keep this up before it starts costing them. And I loved watching him prove Knope wrong, too. I'll keep you posted as we know more. Short Cast Club.